Hi, my name's Rose, and I'm so excited to bring you this episode of An Inside Job, a podcast about my journey in life and what I've learned to be valuable along the way. I'm the author of An Inside Job, a practical guide to finding your true self. I'm a life changer and a mentor, helping you see your way through to freedom. You know, when you're willing to change, when you decide that enough is enough, the teacher always appears. Whether it's loss, pain, trauma, look, I'm not promising this to be pretty, but I assure you, this is going to be worth it. Understanding yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, and even being in harmony with yourself. Your life is an inside job. No one can do this for you but you. So are you ready? Hello, everyone, and welcome to an Inside Job with Rose. Today, I have a special guest with me. I'm talking to the beautiful Peter Hook from the I Can't Stand podcast. Welcome, Peter, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I feel very privileged. I feel more privileged than you. I respectfully disagree. (laughs) So, Peter, I know so much about you, but maybe you can tell our listeners just a little bit about you and your podcast. Sure. So my name is Peter. I'm a woman. I'm 31 and I have cerebral palsy. If you don't know what cerebral palsy is, it's a lifelong disability that normally occurs at birth. I got mine because I didn't take a proper breath when I came out of my mum. It took me maybe between six and 10 seconds to take that full breath. And that caused my disability. And it's a lifelong disability, but the great thing about my disability, it's not degenerative. So this is it for me. And I'm very happy about it. What I love about your podcast, I've got to say straight up, is as soon as I start it, I start dancing straight away. I love it. Thank you. Um, I have a podcast that comes out every Tuesday and I answer a question from my audience. So the podcast is called the I Can't Stand podcast. Do you get it? Because I can't stand up and I'm in a wheelchair, but I also can't stand that people don't truly understand what it's like to have a disability. And that's where the podcast was born. I kept getting questions about my life and what it's like to have a disability. And to be honest, I was astounded by the lack of knowledge that is out there. And that's what my podcast aims to do is to educate in a positive and friendly way. That's what I love about it as well. I was going to ask you when it started and I know it was late 2020. So you've really still a new podcast. Yes, I uh, I think I released my 21st episode today. I, I yeah, my, so my trailer came out in December, but my first episode was published on the 5th of January. So I'm still very much a newbie, but I have to say I have found a second passion. I absolutely <laughs> yes. love podcasting. I mean, who, who knew? It's like, it's not like I like talking or anything. So who knew that podcasting was for me? God. Same with me. I used to get in trouble at school for talking. The teacher would make me sit in the corner facing the corner. Then obviously that wasn't working. So then she'd put me outside the classroom, but then I was ducking my head in still talking. And then I'll be sent to the principal and he was always waiting for me. But so how are you meant to learn? outside the classroom 
Like, clearly your education was a high priority there, Rose. Well, I think she found my talking very disruptive. <laughs> so I'm not surprised that I'm doing podcasts as well. And I love because I'm I'm a new podcaster too. I only started in February. So still finding my feet with it and still trying to learn all the ups and downs to podcasting. So I'm very open to podcasts now. Before I never used to listen to them. Do you find that now that you have a podcast, you listen to other podcasts? I'm a serial podcast listener. I listen to everything. I listen to it when I'm in the car. I listen to it when I'm, you know, unloading the dishwasher. I just love learning. I love listening to different perspectives. I love listening to stories. And that's just, it's such a great medium that I think a lot of people haven't discovered yet. Um, Exactly. I think we're both of us are very lucky to have entered the podcasting space when we did, because in a few years time, they probably won't let us as in people who don't really know what they're doing into the industry. (laughs) Exactly. Instead, there we are just trying to work it out. And I tell you, I've had a couple of doozies. I recorded one and I've now learnt that I have to have a structure. And I think it was my third episode in, I didn't write anything down. And I thought, oh no, I'll just wing it like I do everything because I wing classes and only because I know my content. But this one day the doorbell rang, uh, the phone rang, people came to drop something off. It was just constant interruptions and I forgot what I'd talked about. And after all the work and sending it off to a producer, she was like getting ready to post it the next morning. And then I listened to it on the way home from a drive. And I thought, oh my God, I said that three times. Oh my God, that can't go up. And so I ended up doing, I call it the the midnight oil. I did it till three, I think it was almost three o'clock in the morning to have it out by six o'clock in the morning. So I always like to have a structure. So do you have a structure? I do. I always say the same things in my intros and my outros. I've always been very clear. My intro is all about my audience contacting me and being part of the show because without the audience, there isn't a show because I answer a question every week and without a question, the show doesn't exist. So I'm very strict on making sure that I tell people where they can find me, where they can follow me. Um, Just incidentally, you can follow me on Instagram at Peter Hook, P-E-T-A-H-O-O-K-E. And in in my outros, I always thank them for listening, ask them if they can rate and review the podcast or share it with someone they they know or share it on social media. Love that. That's what I love about it as well. Your podcasts really resonate with me. With having an injury myself, quite a few of them that I could really identify with. But what I really love about your podcast, it really shows the essence of who you are. There's one episode, how do you overcome negative comments about your disability? That was one that was big for me. And I just want to share just a couple of things from that. The first one was, oh, at least you have a pretty face comment, right? I really identify with that because I was always the chubby girl. So I used to always get that comment of, oh, but that's okay. You have a pretty face. So I spent my whole childhood hiding yes, because I thought 
well, obviously my face is pretty, but everything else is not. Yeah. And so you grow up thinking that there's something, well, for me, I always thought there was something wrong with me because no one ever said, oh, that dress looks nice on you. Oh, I love those shoes. They just instantly would say, you've got a pretty face. And I thought, oh, thank you. Now I find if someone says, oh, you've got a pretty face. I just don't, I don't even respond. Triggered. Yes. I have to say I'm with you on that completely. I am, I've now gone the opposite way. So if I, if I meet anyone in person, I have this, I don't know whether it's a bad habit or a good habit. You can tell me which way you think it is, but I always give someone a compliment. So whether it's on the colour of their nails or the shoes that they're wearing or the top that they're wearing or, you know, they did their eyeshadow really well that morning, I will always compliment someone Yes. because when I used to get complimented as a little girl, I always felt like there was an asterisk to it. Yes. It was either like they were saying it because they thought they should or they were saying it because I was pretty for the situation that I am in yes you know it wasn't just because I looked nice yes and I and see I can relate to that because I found it to be the same so when you were speaking your truth I thought I feel exactly the same way so that was a point that really got me the other one was your stubbornness that refuses to take no as an answer I get that too And I loved it because when you know you're right, you trust yourself. And that's a really big thing for me because trusting yourself, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. If something feels wrong, I love that you trust your instinct. So that was really massive when I heard that. I just went, yes. I love that. I don't know whether my stubbornness is because I'm a Taurus, whether I'm stubborn or let's call it driven or whether it's just my genetics, because most of my family is pretty driven as well. But I am very strong in my intuition and my gut. Yes. And it's not often that those two things are wrong. Yes. I don't know whether I'm lucky to have that or it's it's a muscle that you have to work on, but absolutely it's been invaluable to me as far as coping and getting to where I've got to. Yeah. Well, we all have that intuition. It's just whether we listen to it or not. And I love the fact that you listen to it. And just so you know, I'm a Gemini, but I have a Taurus rising and a Taurus moon. So let's just call it, can we just call it driven? (laughs) Let's call it driven. And I, I always felt a little bit conflicted because as somebody with cerebral palsy, I was born at 28 weeks. So technically I should have been born on the 26th of July, but I was born on the 8th of May. So I never knew whether I was meant to be a Taurus or not, but I very much identify with the strength that the Taurus identifies. I just thought, oh, wow, Taurus. Definitely, I can identify with that. I stand really strong in things. If someone says I can't do something, well, (laughs) I will find my way through that. And that's what I loved with this episode because I really identified when you said, well, if someone says I can't do something, then I'm going to do it. Negative comments drove you to prove who you are. Absolutely. And in the end, it's my life. Yes. And by me trying, at least I've tried. And 
by proving someone wrong, God, I'm not too big to say that. Isn't it a good feeling when you get to go, ha-ha, I told you. <laughs> you know, I love the fact that no one can tell you what to do. I think that from the people that I've met that do have disabilities, whether they're obvious or not, we all have that inner strength in ourselves that we've all had to find. And yes, it may have taken people longer than it did for me. But in the end, I would say almost 99% of people with disabilities are very strong, determined, driven people, because to even get out of bed is a yes. massive task in the morning. So the fact that we're both dressed, we're both yes. here, we're both engaging with each other just goes to show how driven we both are. Yes. I've been feeling really tired this week after retreat. It would have just been easy for me to stay in bed this morning, but I was so super keen to like, no, I'm speaking to Peter today. Up we get. And it's, it is, it's the drive of what you do and what you believe in. And when I hear your podcast, you speak about things you believe in, you're passionate about. I love that. You were talking about removing toxic people because if someone isn't good for you, I love that you can identify that. It's definitely a skill that I've developed over years. Sometimes people that haven't been good for me have started off as very close friends and then I've realised that they use my quote-unquote weakness of having a disability to their advantage yes. to make them look better or feel better about themselves from a negative point of view towards me. Yes. And that isn't healthy. All friendships needs to be, need to be equal yeah. and come from a place of respect. So, you know, also the wheelchair does weed out a lot of the nasty people of the world. Yes, it does. If, if people are nasty, you tend to be, tends to be very clear whether they like me or not, just based on my appearance. Yes, I totally agree with that. I like that you had people that were being toxic and you chose, that's it. I don't have to have anything to do with them. You find when you grow and you are strong. Some people like the old, weak person and they don't like when someone grows and, and finds their voice and basically says, this is not good for me. And I love that you could find that. You could see that their words were not of any benefit to you. I actually broke my heart to listen to what you have had to be told that is just so not not right. Yeah, I mean, particularly in teen years, we know girls can be vicious. Yes. And my goodness, some girls were vicious. Yeah. I I truly believe that I, I wasn't bullied at school, but I definitely had people that pretended to be friends yes. and said the nastiest things possible. Yes. So if I can say anything to anyone listening now, always keep your eyes open. And if someone in your friendship group isn't giving you joy after you speak to them, you're not feeling happy or uplifted, you should probably reassess. Yes. And, you know, we also have game changers in our lives. I talk a lot about game changers, something or someone that comes into our life that changes things. And when you were talking about Jenny, Jenny to me is your game changer. When I hear about people like Jenny, I can really relate. It's when someone loves their job so much that they want to see someone else grow and they give everything to it. And you have to listen to this episode. I don't like deviled eggs either. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I have to tell you that. <laughs> um, for anybody who's listening, to just to give you a bit of background, <laughs> I did an episode called Peter Won't Be Able to Write Her Own Name. And it's about my beloved OT that I met when I was five. My parents were told that based on my disability and the method to which I was hitting my milestones, it was very unlikely that I would be able to write my own name. And I think I was about three when I was told that. So they hired an OT and basically Jenny gave me the ability to express myself and gave me a voice. So it's, she's very special to my heart. Yes. And I was going to say, she helped you find that beautiful heart that you have. And you'll have to listen to that episode to find out about that, because that just made me smile when I heard about how beautiful Jenny actually is and the memories she's left you with. Every episode of your podcast has something. Some of it's just general knowledge. I mean, I I don't know everything about disability. It must be said. Yes. I only have a physical disability. I don't know what it's like to have hearing impairment or vision impairment or have an intellectual disability. But what I can do is answer in the most honest and open and positive respect that I possibly can. So I love when I get questions from my audience that are back to basics because I can't tell you how many strangers come up to me and ask me the most basic, weird questions? For example, this is something I haven't asked on my podcast yet. A lovely gentleman came up to me in a pub many years ago, it must be said, but he asked me whether I own a bed. Oh, my goodness. Like, so you just think, no wonder <laughs> I'm single. Like, if that's the level of knowledge people have, God help me. Um, I related when you were talking about public transport. I don't like it either. And when you said you feel normal when you're in a car. It's funny like that. Like um, I've been listening and hearing a lot of people's feedback on the podcast and even people that don't have a disability have still been able to resonate with some of the things that I've been talking about. I feel really guilty that I don't use public transport every day because for the environment, I probably should be. But in the end, my personal safety always comes first. And I think that's something that a lot of people, particularly females, could probably relate to. Absolutely. It's got to be tiring to have to always analyse what situation you're in, how to deal with certain situations, where you should sit, how well lit it is to get to A to Z. Like, instead of just jumping in a car, locking the doors and feeling safe, I know what the easier option is and I'm not too proud to say that I'll be driving my car. Exactly, exactly. I I had to giggle about the dating one at one stage and then I didn't, and then I felt sad about it. I mean, the podcast isn't specifically for people with disabilities, it must be said. Yeah. I, I remember yes. when I was starting to tell people that I was thinking about starting a podcast and they said, oh, that's great. I'm sure a lot of people in your situation will really relate. And I said, yes, that's good, but also... It's important for the podcast that it resonates to everyone because in the end, people with disabilities are part of society too. And I think it's important for the general public to better understand what it is like to live with a disability. And I use the podcast to educate, as I say, in an open, friendly and fun way. 
I'm not talking down to people. I'm not wiggling my finger saying, you're bad, you've said this word. I just want to help. That's that's all it is. The I Can't Stand podcast is saying that everybody with a disability is just like you. Regardless of what ethnicity you are, what race you are, disability can affect anyone at any time. But even if it doesn't, even if you live your whole life, able-bodied, neurotypical, everybody with disabilities are just like you. We've just been given a different circumstance to live in. So my overall aim is to just increase understanding and for people to really realise that people with disabilities are no different to you. Love that. Love that. Thank you, Rose. And I totally agree. This podcast is for everyone. If you've got any questions at all, Peter definitely will be answering those questions. I certainly am. And there's no such thing as a wrong, politically incorrect question. There's no judgment from me. I'm just purely here to help you understand, to answer the question to make sure that you better understand. So there's no judgment from me. So the best way to get in contact with the I Can't Stand podcast is to either follow me on Instagram at Peter Hook, P-E-T-A-H-O-O-K-E, or you can email me at ICan'tStandPodcast at gmail.com, or you can find my website, ICan'tStandPodcast.com. And it's the podcast is on all platforms including Apple, Google and Spotify. Thank you so much, Peter. I've really enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you so much for having me, Rose. I really appreciate you amplifying my voice, amplifying the podcast, because I'm truly very passionate in what I'm trying to do to make people feel more educated, to make people understand what it is actually like to live with a disability. So thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. It was my pleasure, Peter. And next week, we are going to feel the uncomfortable struggle, that middle ground. So I look forward to you joining me next time. Take care, everyone, and stay safe. See you later. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please leave a review. I would love to hear what you think. You can email them or any questions to info at rosemonaco.com. If you would like to support this podcast, join me on Patreon at patreon.com backslash rosemonaco. This helps me to create and produce this for you. My book, An Inside Job, A Practical Guide to Finding Your True Self, can be found on all online stores. You can find me on my website at rosemonaco.com. You can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram as Rose Monaco Official. Facebook on Rose Monaco Believe the Best is Yet to Come. I look forward to connecting with you next time.